invite your attention to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And I want to read one verse of scripture. As you may know or recall, I don't know if anybody thought of this. We mentioned it a couple times. There's a sporting event happening tonight. And um, and so we're just going to just kind of tag in with that since people are thinking about it. And we're just going to kind of reference it a little bit here. But I want to read just one verse of scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And this is what the word of the Lord says. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Hallelujah. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. How many are thankful for that this morning? Hallelujah. And I'd like to preach to you a, a message today, and the title is, is more of an observation, uh, kind of a realization almost. And it's just simply this. Who day rhymes with new day? Just, just kind of to me this week. Did you know that? Who day? Who day rhymes with new day? Glory to God. So we're going to preach about it for just a little bit. Could we lift up our voice and ask the Lord to bless this service? God, we thank you for your goodness to us. For there is none like unto the Lord our God. For you alone are worthy to be praised. God, our hearts are humbled before you that your blood was shed, that your mercy is granted, that peace is distributed to the saints. And we worship and honor your name. Bless the preaching of the word today. And Lord, we pray that the anointing of God will flow like a mighty river in this house, healing all that it touches. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. And amen. You may be seated in the Who day rhymes with new day? I'm glad to be here today. And I'm going to celebrate this afternoon with some skyline in a three-way. Maybe a little barbecue at the end of Montgomery. Go to Grater's and get my favorite ice cream, black raspberry, and now I'm done. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. And that was all a stretch. But we like to have fun. The Super Bowl sermon is a long-standing tradition at Tree of Life Church. And, and it has uh, just become a thing blessed of the Lord. And it kind of started out as a just kind of a, a, a playful little thing that I, um, the Lord just kind of impressed upon me when the Patriots were playing the Giants. That the children of Israel were afraid of the giants of Canaan land many years ago. And they said, we cannot overtake them, for they are giants. And we are but as grasshoppers. But they actually were to take the land because this was the land the Lord had promised them. And so it was given to their father, Abraham. And so a patriot is literally an inhabitant of the father land. So I realized, oh. When Israel went into the land of Canaan, it was like patriots versus giants. So I preached patriots versus giants. And do you know that the Lord moved? He like, he like blessed in that service. And the next year rolled around and it was the 49ers versus the Ravens. And somebody made the offhanded comment. They said, well, they said, uh, I know that you preached on patriots versus giant last year. But... Um, they said, I don't see how you could do 49ers versus Ravens. And I said, oh, there's no way you could preach about 49ers versus Ravens. Or is there? So I just started seeking the Lord. And I ended up preaching that the 49ers are named after those who rushed for gold. They, were, they dropped everything and rushed for, for gold in the in the state of California in the 1849 year of 1849 
But Elijah the prophet was fed by the ravens. He didn't rush for gold. He just said, the Lord will take care of me. And I was like, well, thank you, Jesus. But then the next year turned out that the Seahawks and the Broncos were playing. And, and uh, somebody said, now, how are you going to do the Seahawks and Broncos? And I said, I honestly have no idea. And I said, Lord, I'm not going to play any games. If it's not your will, then we'll just let it be. But I'm going to give it a shot here. If there's anything in the word about Broncos and Seahawks, then I'll just let you speak to me. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. And he took me to Job 39. Hast thou given the horse strength? Hath thou clothed his neck with thunder? That sounded like shoulder pads to me. The glory of his nostrils is terrible. I could just see the breath coming in and out of the face mask. He paweth in the valley. I saw him. I saw him standing on the line of scrimmage. He paweth in the line of valley and rejoiceth in his strength. He goeth on to meet the armed men. He mocketh at fear and is not affrighted. Neither turneth he back from the sword. He swalloweth the ground with his fierceness and rage. Sounded like a running back to me. Neither believeth he that it is the sound of the trumpet. He saith among the trumpets, ha, ha. He smelleth the battle afar off, the thunder of the captains or coaches and the shouting. And I was like, I think this is like a football game in the book of Job. The very next verse, I kid you not, said, doth the hawk fly by thy wisdom. There it is. Right there. Right there in the word of the Lord. And so Super Bowl, that was the point of no return. Super Bowl sermon became a, it just became a thing. And, and uh, I was like, thank you, Jesus. And, and every year it's just been like a, a rhema word. And do you know that there was a, a winning streak we had? There's always an undertone of prediction in these Super Bowl sermons. It's not the, it's not the main uh, part of it, but there's an undertone of prediction. And there's a little rule. And that is that if the undertone, if the prediction does not come to pass, then we were just, you know, that part of it, we're just having a little fun, playing some games. Oh, but if it does come to pass, then it was definitely word of knowledge. I went on a 7-0 win streak. Anybody remember the 7-0 win streak? And I knew it was going to be short-lived. It was going to come to a crashing halt because I was way too proud of that 7-0 Got a little haughty in my spirit. And I thought, oh, this isn't going to be good. And I came crashing and burning the next year. I'm on 0 and 2 now. So y'all pray for me and everybody involved. Because people have asked, what, who, are you, who's, who are you predicting in the sermon to win this year? And I said, well, listen, I have told people for years that I will not preach what you want to hear. I'm going to preach what you need to hear. But today I'm going to preach what you want to hear. That's going to happen today. I got a building to finish building in Montgomery. We're not on, this ain't the time for a mass exodus. We're going to preach what you want to hear today. Amen. You just, let's just all hope for the best. But who day, I just realized who day rhymes with new day. And, and, and we've had so many different, uh, different teams to talk about through the years and so many different quarterbacks to talk about. And uh, I realize, you know, we've preached about the Seattle Seahawks. We've preached about the New England Patriots. We've preached about the Denver Broncos and the New England Patriots. We preached about the Atlanta Falcons and the uh, New England Patriots. We preached about the New England Patriots and also the New England Patriots. And we preached about several quarterbacks. We've talked about Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. And we preached about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. And we've preached about Tom Brady. And you know, Tom Brady is not my favorite because I grew up a Peyton Manning fan. So he has had the misfortune in these sermons. One year he was the Antichrist. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
I, you know what, can you give me a moment? I'm glad, you know, he had such a great career, but he's not playing next year. And there's a little part of me that says, hallelujah, we're going we're gonna to be able to move on from that era. Because today is a new day. Today is a new day. Hallelujah. All those days of fourth quarter comebacks from Brother Brady. Those days are over. Today is a new day. All those years of dashed dreams and shattered hopes. People having to go to Foxborough, Massachusetts and play in two below zero weather. Today is a new day. And we are looking to what the Lord is going to do. You know, the new day is a common theme in the scriptures. The Bible has a lot to say about the new day and about new things. I want to read to you what the book of Revelation says in chapter 21. John the Revelator says this, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself oh hallelujah I said God himself he didn't send another God himself shall be with them and be their God and he's not done yet God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death Neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things. Somebody say all things. Look at your neighbor, say all things. Behold, I make all things new. I've come to tell somebody today that old things are passed away. And behold, all things are made new. I've come to tell you that God shall wipe away all tears from our eyes. Because the scripture says that he has come to do a new thing. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I will do a new thing. I will make all things new. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new. The Bible talks about the new Jerusalem. The new commandment, the new covenant, new tongues, a new heart, new life, a new man, new things, and a new day. I'm talking about a new day. I don't know what your days have looked like in the past, but I've come to preach to you this morning about a new day. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. I've come to tell those struggling with alcoholism that today can be a new day. I've come to tell somebody who has struggled in your marriage that today can be a new day. I've come to tell somebody who has been sick and hasn't been able to get well that today can be a new day. Somebody whose faith has been challenged today can be a new day. Somebody who's been broken and shattered and bruised and injured. I'm talking about a new day, ladies and gentlemen. 
talking about letting the old nightmare fade away and let a new day dawn in your heart. Let the day star rise. Let the day star rise. I remember as a child that we, I, I, I tried in vain to sleep through a terrible, terrible storm in our, in our, near our home and it, it shook the house. And I, I mean, lightning was, was just illuminating my room. I was about 10 years old, and I was terrified. It, the house literally was shaking. I don't know what kind of storm that was, but I did not think we would make it out alive. I went in two times to awake my mother to let her know the whole house is going to come apart this night. She told me to go back to bed. Everything is okay. I remember thinking, this is it. This is the last night of my life. Anybody ever gone through a storm like that? Not going to make it out alive. The wind is too much. The, the shaking is too severe. The lightning is too bright. The thunder is too loud. It's, I cannot make it out of this thing alive. But I did finally fall asleep, and I did wake up. And when I woke up, we went to eat breakfast. And I'll never forget walking into that breakfast restaurant and, and, and puddles of water all over the ground on our way into the restaurant. And when we walked into that place, there were people there. And I heard the clickety-clack of forks and knives on plates and the chatter of people wafting through the air and, and the smell of bacon in the house. And I remember thinking, it's a new day. The night is over. And it's a new day. I remember thinking we made it out of that thing alive. I, when the house started shaking, I didn't, I didn't know what we were going to do, but, but, but today is a new day. The Bible says weeping may endure. Now, I want you to understand that's a powerful word, endure. We are supposed to endure, but the Scripture says that weeping may endure for a night. It may endure, it's going to last, it's going to, every time you face anything, it's like weeping persists through it all, and you don't know how you're ever going to stop crying. You don't know how the grief will ever conclude. You don't know if this night will ever end, because weeping just seems to mark your every feeling and every thought. But the Bible said weeping may, I like that word, may. It didn't say weeping can, it said weeping may. In other words, weeping is allowed to endure for a night. Oh, but joy cometh in the morning. Hallelujah. And notice that it comes in the morning. See, if you'll hold on to God, joy will just come to you. You don't even have to go get it. If you hold on to God's unchanging hand, joy will just show up. Joy will come knocking on your door saying, I'm on assignment to your house. God sent me to wake you up and tell you that the storm is over. Joy will, I'm preaching to somebody today who's dealing with sadness and sorrow and depression and anxiety. And the Lord sent me to tell you joy is coming. And to furthermore remind you that the joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, hallelujah. Mary, don't you weep. Martha, don't you moan. Joy is coming in the morning. It's a new day. Now, I know that I'm preaching to some lifelong Bengals fans. Any, any long-time Bengals fans in this house? I need to see a show of hands. I need to. Now, those who really want them to win tonight, put, put both hands up in the air. Just kind of wave them for the Lord, of course. But, but, but you know what pain feels like. You've been through those long, long nights. And, 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 and just hopes dashed. Dreams shattered. Foam fingers thrown in the trash can. 
orange and black ice cream tossed out into the garbage. Just, you know what it feels like to hope and want and wish and it just doesn't happen. How many times has the moment come and gone? Weeping has endured and the night is far spent. Years and years have have gone by and it, it it's just and it's not listen listen it wasn't it wasn't those two Super Bowls they weren't blowouts we could have won those things in 80 and 81 we could have won that thing we lost by five points to the San Francisco 49ers you know we almost got to play the San Francisco 49ers again this year but they didn't want any of this this year they didn't, they wanted to keep a they wanted to keep a 2-0 record on the Bengals, and they knew that wasn't going to be possible this year because today is a new day. But we could have won that thing, 26 to 21. You know what? The second half, the second half, we outscored them 21 to 6 in the second half. The first half, though, they outscored us 20 to 0. And so the 21 to 6 margin didn't matter because... They kept their lead, and we fell short in 1980-81. But that's all right. There's always next year. And next year came and went, and next year came and went, and the next year came and went. And then in the late 80s, we're back. We're back, and we are ready to rumble in the jungle. The time has come. Just eight years removed, we're going to win this thing and when 88, 89 rolls around, guess who we're playing? We're playing the 49ers. And I'm going to tell you something. You get past 49, and day 50 is Pentecost. And I'll guarantee you, if we'd have beaten the 49ers, there'd have been some people in the church of the Most High who would have had a type of Pentecost. You get past 49 and year 50 is Jubilee. But we didn't get past 49 in 89. We didn't get past 49 because, 88, because of the fact that they beat us 20 to 16. And Brother Crumry broke his leg that year. Anybody ever, anybody remember when Brother Crumry broke his leg? And, and it was devastating. It was, it was like the third play of the game. And he, he, he breaks his leg going in. And, and that's not the only time that a leg was broken. And that changed everything. Brother Palmer. Brother Carson Palmer. Those Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to tell you when the enemy comes in like a flood. When the devil comes in like a flood. They came in like a flood. And they blitzed, the enemy blitzed. Brother Palmer was a dirty play. Broke his leg in the wild card game. The drought of no playoff wins continues. And those years of Carson Palmer, man, didn't we almost, didn't we almost have it all in those years of Carson Palmer and T.J. Hushmanzada and, of course, Chad Ochocinco, and I want, you to, I want you to understand something, ladies and gentlemen. Today is a new day. I want you to put all that behind you. All those years of disappointment. Man, they could have won. They won AFC Division North. How many times couldn't win a playoff game? But notice what the Bible said in Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2 verse 23 said, Be glad then, you children of Zion. And rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. He will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. The floor shall be full of wheat. I'm talking about a new day. And the fats shall overflow with wine and oil. I will restore to you the locusts, the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm, the caterpillar, and the Carson Palmer worm. There it is right there. I'm giving it all back to you. 
those years of weeping, all those years of sighing, all those years of sorrow and agony and grief, God said, I'm going to give it all back to you. Lamentations is the great lamentation of the prophet Jeremiah as he looked out over the sins of his people. All he could see were problems. All he could see was the judgment of God upon the people of God. But Lamentations chapter 3 begins to help us understand some things about the way the Lord works among his people. And he tells us in the 10th verse, he was unto me as a bear lying in wait. Those Chicago bears. And as a lion in secret places. Those Detroit lions. He had turned me aside my ways and pulled me in pieces. He hath made me desolate. He hath bent his bow and set me as a mark for the arrow. He hath caused the arrows of his quiver to enter into my reins. I was a derision to all my people and their song all the day. This is, this is the, the plight of someone who just continually suffers, continually loses. I was a derision among all my people. He hath filled me with bitterness. He hath made me drunken with wormwood. He hath also broken my teeth with gravel stones. He hath covered me with ashes. Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forget prosperity. I forget prosperity. There's no prosperity. I said my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Verse 21. But this I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. I want to talk to you about hope right in the big middle of the book of Lamentations. I'm talking about a book that is filled with one complaint after another. A book that is filled with one sorrow and sadness and sighing and sickness and brokenness and shattered dreams. But right in the middle of it all, the writer said, this I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Oh, hallelujah. His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. I said his compassions and his mercies are new every single morning. I don't know what today has been like, but today and tomorrow is a new day. Shake off those heavy bands. I said, shake off those heavy bands. You don't need to call it quits. Just call it a night. Get some rest and let tomorrow become a new day. Because they are new every single morning. That means there are new mercies. And there are new compassions. And the compassion of the Lord, it fails not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him. To the soul that seeketh him. Hallelujah. I, I'm trying to tell you today that the Lord is your portion. That the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endureth to all generations. The Lord is going to give you a new day and a new start. I don't know what kind of condemnation you have in your spirit. But God offers you a new start. I'm talking about real forgiveness. I'm talking about a clean slate. Now listen, nobody stand when I say this, but I want all the perfect people to stand. Don't make the mistake of just listening to stand and think you're supposed to. You know why nobody can do it? Because nobody in this place except Jesus Christ is perfect. 
Every one of us have mistakes we've made. Every one of us have things we regret. Every one of us have decisions in our past that haunt us to this very moment. But something happened when we put our faith in Jesus Christ. And we said, you know what? This world has nothing for me. And I'm going to turn from my sinful ways. And I'm going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Because that name is above every name. And that name has power over all my sin. And over all the sickness in my body. And over all the regretful decisions that I've made. And he shall fill me with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And I become a new creature in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And I want you to know that it's real, it's real, it's real, it's real. There's a reason people were dancing just a few moments ago. And we don't even know if the Bengals are going to win the Super Bowl. We're not shouting about the Bengals. We're shouting about what the Lord has done. I want to know in this house who believes in the power of God to save and to heal and to deliver and to redeem. I'm not preaching fairy tales. I'm talking about the power of the Holy Ghost that'll take the nicotine craving out of the chemistry of your body. talking about the power of the Holy Ghost that will remove that flavor in your mouth for alcohol. You've tried in vain for year after year after year, but every time you make a little progress, the enemy comes in and breaks your leg. Brother and sister Davenport, God bless you. It's good to see you in the house of God today. The enemy comes in and breaks your leg when you think you're going to get there and then you don't quite get there. You're a field goal short. You're a touchdown short. It's been one disappointment after another. But today is a new day. I rebuke every lying devil who has told you that it won't happen for you, that it won't work for you. got a question for you. If God be for us, who they think gonna be against us? Who they think can separate me from the love of Christ? Tribulation can do it. Nakedness can do it. Peril can do it. The sword can do it. My God. Somebody ought to give him praise. Come on, somebody, give him a praise like you just scored the winning touchdown. I said give him praise like you just won the game. Give him praise. My God. Today's a new day. It's of the Lord's mercies. That we are not consumed. It's not because of our goodness. It's not because we're so disciplined. It's not because we have a better team or a better game plan than the enemy. It's of the Lord's mercies. You think other people can be delivered, but you can't be delivered. That's a lie from the devil. It's of the Lord's mercies. You think other people can be saved, but you can't be saved. That's a lie from the devil. It's of the Lord's mercies. You think other marriages can be healthy and whole, but your marriage can't be healthy and whole. That's a lie from the devil. Today is a new day. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 27 was probably the worst day that, that, that you could ever imagine. It, it opens with the chief priests and the elders of the people who are taking counsel to kill Jesus. It, it literally opens with, with people conspiring to kill Jesus. Over the next few chapters, we, we, over the next few verses in Matthew 27, we start seeing 
words like betray pop up. Anybody ever been there? Judas betrayed Jesus, the Bible said. Dealing with betrayal, that's a bad day when one of your best friends betrays you. Do you know Judas also took his own life? It's a bad day when one of your best friends commits suicide. They arrested Jesus. It's a bad day when you get thrown in jail. They falsely accused Jesus. It's a bad day when people falsely accuse you. They began to mock Jesus. It's a bad day when you become the subject of mockery and ridicule. They began to spit on Jesus. It's a bad day. It's a bad day, folks, when people start spitting on you. They began to wound him and bruise him, beat him and chastise him. They began to nail him to an old rugged cross. That's a bad day. I'm going to tell you, his day got so bad that at the end of the chapter, he is literally saying, my God, my God. Why hast thou forsaken me? In the middle of the day, the sun stopped shining and the whole earth went black and an earthquake came. And and, and that's a bad day, folks. That's That's about as bad as it can get. I mean, they came to break his legs like Carson Palmer's leg got broken and Tim Crumry's leg got broken, but they didn't break his leg because he was already dead and it fulfilled the scripture that a bone of him shall not be broken. Do you know how Matthew chapter 27 concludes? It concludes with the words that say that they ensured the sepulcher and they set the seal and they stood a watch. So they they made sure that the grave was secure. They sealed the tomb and they put a guard in front of the tomb. That's about as bad as, as it can get. It's as final as it can get. It's as broken, as shattered. All dreams have collapsed. But the very next verse said in the first day of the week when the day began to dawn Because I don't care what kind of earthquake you've been through. There's a new day coming. And it doesn't matter what kind of betrayal you've experienced. There's a new day coming. And I don't know how many friends have been dropping like flies around you. There's a new day coming. And I don't know what they said or what you did or who you hurt or who hurt you. There is a new day coming. God, this is the hope of the believer. This is the faith of the believer. It's why we shout. It's why we dance. It's why we rejoice. Because we understand our hope is in Jesus Christ. Lift up your heads. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. I'm not afraid of what the day may hold. Because I know that a new day. Hallelujah. I know that a new day is dawning. Hallelujah. From Psalm Ocho Cinco. From Psalm Ocho Cinco. It says, turn us, O God, of our salvation. Cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? Here's the new day. Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. Surely his salvation is nigh them that fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth are met together. I don't know if you understand how powerful that is. Mercy and truth are met together. That means, listen, it's not just mercy doing this. It's mercy and truth doing this. Let me tell you what the truth is. The truth is you and I are sinners. Let me tell you what the truth is. You and I have to go to hell. Let me tell you what the truth is. You and I can't save ourselves. Let me tell you what the truth is. No matter how good you think you are, you're not good enough to go to heaven. 
That's the truth. But let me tell you what else is the truth. Jesus paid it all. Let me tell you what else is the truth. Jesus washes our sins away. And truth was willing to sit down with mercy. Mercy said, truth, I need to talk with you. I know they're broken. I know they're shattered. I know that they've made so many mistakes and that they can't undo it and there's no way to go back and reverse it. It's just what it is. But I believe in a hill called Mount Calvary. I believe in the grace of God. I believe that if I'll not turn to folly, but I'll be buried in his name, filled with his spirit, he can do a work in me. That only God can do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I give you praise. God, I give you praise. One of the things that concerns me about our Bengals is that they got to go to Los Angeles and play. That's not even fair. They should have changed the Super Bowl as soon as the Rams got in it. But they didn't. They got to go to Los Angeles. So the Rams actually have home field advantage. That's not fair. Our Bengals walking up into that big stadium out there. And Los Angeles is one of the most intimidating places for any franchise to go in any sport. They got all that glitz. All that glamour. Magic Johnson comes in with all that charisma. Takes charge of the whole room. Jack Nicholson sitting on the sidelines in his sunglasses. Jay-Z and Beyonce have got the paparazzi following them everywhere. And here come our Bengals up into Los Angeles. The other team has the home field advantage, and it's intimidating. It is foreboding. But do you know that that's what God did? God stepped down into the home field advantage of the enemy. Because when Adam gave this thing to the devil, he gave it all to the devil. And, and, and so the devil became the lowercase G-O-D of this world. And this body is a body of death. And this world is a world of death. And everywhere you look, there's death, there's hell, there's grave, there are problems, there's violence, there's difficulty, there's sickness, there's brokenness. But God wasn't afraid of any of it. God himself, he did not send another. God himself, hallelujah, stepped down into the home field advantage of death, hell, and the grave. I said God stepped down into the home field advantage of sickness and sadness and sorrow. God himself stepped down into the home field advantage of brokenness and fear. And said, I'll be subject to this body. I'll be subject to the body of a man. And I'll be tempted in all points. Even as they are tempted, but without sin. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what. Six is the number of man. Seven is the number of perfection and completion. You get six points on a touchdown. But you... Add a point after the touchdown, and it takes you to the seventh point. I don't know. Y'all call me crazy, but when I think about God becoming more than just a man, but stepping down into, he went that point after and went into an arena you and I know nothing about. He stepped into a place we could never reach on our own. He said, I'm not just a six-point touchdown. I'm a seven points. I'm stepping into perfection so that you and you and you and you, you don't have to come from a certain pedigree, have a certain resume, have a certain education. You can step on in to the glory and the power of God. Hey, don't let this suit and tie fool you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm nothing without Jesus. I'm nothing without Jesus. But with Jesus, I can do all things. With Jesus, I have power to tread upon serpents and adders. 
and the principalities and powers are subject unto his people. Because God stepped down into the world we couldn't overcome on our own. And he's not afraid of the glitz and the glamour. And he's not afraid of the intimidating surroundings. He's not afraid of the environment that is foreboding to us. He stepped down and confronted the sin we could do nothing about. He stepped down and confronted the sickness we could do nothing about. And he overcame it. Hallelujah. By the blood of the Lamb. I want to I give some uh, honor here. Pastor Sizemore and Sister Emma. Hallelujah. Gave me a thought this week. Said the, the Bengals have stripes on their helmet. But the Lord had stripes on his back. And let me tell you something. And this is what they said. They said, you know, how many rams were sacrificed in the Old Testament? So that's what I said. Oh, how many rams were sacrificed in the Old Testament? How much blood of bulls and goats and calves and lambs and rams and, and, and pigeons were sacrificed in the Old Testament? But none of that blood had the power to do what the stripes on his back. trying to tell somebody that today is a new day. I'm trying to tell somebody you don't have to live in fear anymore. You don't have to live in brokenness anymore. Today is a new day. <laughs> Hallelujah. John chapter 21 following the resurrection of Jesus. John 21 verse Two, there were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. That night. They didn't win nothing. They didn't score nothing. They didn't catch nothing. Everything was thrown to them they couldn't catch. They couldn't catch a cold crawling on a linoleum floor. They caught nothing. Verse 4. But when the morning was come. But when the morning was come. Jesus stood on the shore. I've come to tell somebody, morning has come. And Jesus is standing on your shore. Somebody lift your hands to him right now. All across this house. And believe you the word of the Lord. Listen, I'm not talking about the game. I'm not playing games. I'm telling you that Jesus is standing on the shore of your life. And he wants to give you victory. 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 Stand with me right now and put your hands together and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. If you believe what the Lord has said. Our musicians are coming. Thank you. Brother Tyreek Noah just celebrated his one-year birthday, didn't he? Can we give God praise? Because there were nights when the lightning was flashing and the thunder was crashing. But Sister Ashton, today is a new day. Brother Jonathan, how many trips back and forth from Columbus, Ohio this fall? And every time you'd go up and come back, questions would fill your mind. But God gave you faith. God replaced fear with perfect love. Because You don't have to drive back and forth to Columbus anymore. Because today is a new day. My 
I got to hear the word of the Lord for you today. God is trying to give you a new start, a new lease, a clean slate, a new day. Forget the broken legs. Forget the close calls. Forget the close scores. Forget the almost but not good enough. Forget all of that. Celebrate in the presence of the Lord. Rejoice in the God of your salvation. Worship Him from a humble heart. Come on, somebody. I want you to praise Him before you know the final score. I want you to give Him praise. The first, the first folks I want to come to the front of this house is anybody that feels compelled to come and you know what it's like to need the next day to start. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Lord, I need this night to come to a close. I need this, I need this string of defeats to stop. I need the disappointments to conclude. I need to step into a new day. I'm just asking you, if you've ever been there, why don't you come? If you've ever been there. And he came through for you. Come on, he came through for you. Don't know how, but he did it. He made a way. Hallelujah. I don't know how, but you did it. You made a way. And now I want those who are there right now and you don't feel any hope. You don't feel any hope. You just, you just came here today just to kind of get the day started off right. But God has met you here this morning with a little word in the middle of your lamentations to tell you it is of the Lord's mercies that you are not consumed. You've had two and a half chapters of complaint, but... But remember that the compassions of the Lord, they fail not. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody, lift up your hands unto the Lord. Let's take a moment here and concentrate on Jesus who's standing on the shore of our life. Ha! Come on, let's take a moment here and concentrate our mind. We're not talking about the Super Bowl. We're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about the blood of the Lamb. We're talking about the healing that God gives us. God's getting ready to turn somebody's night into day. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God's getting ready to turn somebody's sorrow into joy. Yes, he is. God is getting ready to do it. He's going to restore years that the locust hath eaten, that the palmer worm hath eaten, that the caterpillar hath eaten. He's getting ready to give you a new day. The night is over. The night is over. The night is over. The creatures of the night are scurrying back to their caves and dens. The day is at hand. The day star is rising. The sun is shining again. You made a Yes, you did. It was.
wherever you're standing, just lift up that praise unto God. Lift up that praise unto God. God has something for you. God has something for you. If you've never repented of your sins, today would be a good day to do it. Come on, if you've never turned from your sin. holding on to faith, you Yes, Lord. See, I've repented of my but sins before and it didn't work. But today is a new day. I've tried to live for God before and I failed. But today is a new day.
in the name of Jesus Christ you should be baptized today in Jesus name don't wait don't wait don't wait today is the day of salvation now is the accepted time start a new day in Christ today repent of all your sins leave that old life behind you and let God give you something new Hallelujah. Let God give you something brand new. Let him wash your sins away. We're going to sing. And as we do, if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, go ahead and come forward. If the Lord, the Lord wants to do something for you today. Hallelujah. And if you've been standing there wondering, should I? The scripture says Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Today would be the day to be baptized in Jesus' name. Let's do it. Let's do it. If you need a touch from God, a physical healing, lift up your hands and say, Lord, I'm receiving it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you need deliverance from an addiction, even, a, even an emotional addiction, let God give it to you right now in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You made a way. Yes, you made a way. You 